What's on trend for 2024? If you follow the news headlines, you know that a new year means a new batch of food, health, and wellness trends. So what's on tap for this year? In today's episode, Briarly and I share our six predictions. Let's dive in. So today we are talking about trends, top food, health, wellness trends in 2024. Yeah. First off, Happy New Year to everyone. Yes. So glad to put 2023 behind us. I'm not going to lie, Carolyn. I don't love reading these trend pieces that come out. Oh, I like them, but uh, I don't know if it's the journalist in me, but I'm always kind of like, so I'm like, where did you get this? Yeah. Or like, where have you been? Have you been hiding under a rock? This has been a huge trend for the past year and a half. That's usually you know? how I feel because like in the space of like food, nutrition, and wellness, you and I are so entrenched in it that sometimes when people say this is a trend, I'm like, okay, well, I'm actually glad that that's becoming a trend, but like it's been on my radar for like 18 months. Yeah. So. Can I tell you one trend I'm so glad that I hope that hopefully is like behind us yeah mushrooms i don't think it fully is yet but i'm so i'm done with mushrooms done now i'm can you just clarify for listeners whether or not you're speaking about the psychedelic ones or the functional food ones um i have never done the psychedelic ones okay um mushrooms have been big from like a botanical from a health standpoint lately but they've also they were also last year and a little the previous year, very big from the culinary perspective. Oh. Mm. And I had a really bad dining experience you with did. a plate full of mushrooms. You did. And it you even texted me. me about it. Yeah. From the dinner table. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was like 18 months ago. And mm-hmm. I, I can't get past it. And it has just, I don't want, I want nothing to do with mushrooms. I, in fact, I think we've gone to eat dinner before and you've declined choices on the menu because. Of the presence of mushrooms. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I ordered a thing of mushrooms that looked like, it kind of looked like brains. Yeah. It's like squiggly. Didn't do it for you. Mm-mm. I'm scarred. Well, <coughs> anyway. So I guess I'm there's a spoiler there because you're not going to hear about mushrooms on this list. <laughs> so, Carolyn pulled together a, a bunch of different predictions. Um, from a variety of different outlets. We then put them through our own filter um, of what we think is trendy. We also put it through the filter of some of the things that we think our listeners will be actually be interested in. So this is almost like a, here are the trends that we think y'all might care about. Yeah. Good way to put it. Okay. Number one. Interest in weight loss medications. For all the Ozempic, Wagovi haters, I hate to tell people, but this medication, semaglutide, is not going anywhere. It is not. It is not. And in fact, we did an episode on berberine, which is a supplement that people have likened to being like Like Wagovi and Ozempic, a natural version of it. Um, so you could go and listen to that and get some more information. Um, it, the upshot is that it has some benefits to it, but it is not as um, potent. Yes, because I was going to say it's not that it's not as a it, it, the effectiveness. It's just it doesn't work as quickly and as fast as Makes these people won't. Yes. yes. 
Um, but yeah, there was a report. Um, you know, there are, there are all these organizations, right, that like do surveys and come up with statistics or whatever. And so this one was data essential, said that 14% of consumers are becoming more interested in these um, GLP-1 receptor agonist prescription so drugs. Maybe this 14% is people who were kind of like, uh-uh, I don't want anything to do with it or I'm not interested. And now they're kind of... Yes. Because 14 seemed low to me initially, but I think maybe that's... When it says um, 14% are becoming more interested, maybe right. some of the naysayers are are switching their yeah. perspective. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I do know that there is an oral form of – so the generic drug essentially that all Ozempic, Wagobi, Manjaro, what, what they are is this is um, a compound called semaglutide. And I do know that there is an oral – medication that is coming out that you can take by mouth rather than by shot. Um, it may already be out. I don't know. Um, but um, Ozempic and Manjaro are only approved for weight, um, for diabetes right now. Mm-hmm. Wagobi is approved for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean people aren't necessarily using it right, off script. Right. And I think there's a lot of people using compounded versions from compounded oh, pharmacies. Pharmacies. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I have to say, from a nutrition and science perspective, um, I I totally get the concerns about maybe people not changing their eating habits or... Or, or I, actually making, like, even poorer dietary choices because right. they're hungry so little that when they do eat something, they want to eat something more indulgent right I, I i totally get that and feel that but there's also something to these medications and i think it's finding a happy medium because these medications they really work with your appetite and hunger sensations mm-hmm. that a lot of people have kind of lost touch mm-hmm. with um whether it's due to genetic uh genetic variants or, or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something to them, maybe just not quite as overboard as some have gone with them. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. But I do think it's important, and we've said this before, that it's important to be really conscientious about what you are and are not eating if you're taking these because, because your appetite is curbed so much. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I've seen articles that have said, like, well, food manufacturers are essentially, like, hacking our food to make them more appealing. So why is it, like, quote, unquote, wrong that now drug manufacturers are finding ways to hack our bodies? You know? Yeah. I, anyway. You sound like you've been on a conspiracy theory page. I, yeah. I, I definitely have read a lot of headlines and articles of, of opinions about yeah. about these prescription drugs mostly because i just find it really interesting Mm -hmm. um and it was something that as someone in as a dietitian like i wasn't necessarily expecting to to happen in our lifetime yeah but i think there's something to them when they're used in the right way and in healthy ways yes um so i think i think we need to be somewhat open-minded to them um, I They're feel like right now there's a lot away. of bitterness. Like yes. if you're, you know, if 
so-and-so down the street just lost 60 pounds all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, it's almost like people are, like, bitter towards her. Right. And I, it just doesn't make sense. I agree. Um, I totally agree. But, yeah. But they're not going away, so. Yeah. And I would expect, I would guess you'll probably see them use some in teens maybe here soon. Interesting. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, um, we'll have to keep an eye so, out. Yeah. So. Weight loss medications, not going anywhere, people. No. Probably becoming more widely available. Okay, number two, functional foods and botanicals. Yeah, so these are the things that are being added. Well, you can either take them as supplements, right? Or they're like, think about taking like um, like turmeric or ginger or okay so let's break this down functional foods and botanicals so botanicals are like what you were naming like turmeric ginger ashwagandha those kind of things and when you add those kind of things to a food or beverage it makes them functional then they become quote-unquote a functional food because it adds some kind of possible health benefits right exactly and so these are the these are the foods that you're seeing when they are in functional foods, you're seeing them being marketed as like brain boosting or, you know, good for your gut health or mood boosting, immunity Lowers boosting, inflammation. Lowers inflammation. Anti-inflammatory. Um, and so it's taking whatever's in it and attributing it to a benefit. Um, and this is one of those where I feel like Carolyn, you and I um, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this stuff has been there for a while. Um, But it also is one of those where it just won't go away. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, well, what is that functional ingredient? Yeah. Probiotics are one. You see probiotics in a lot of sodas. Yes. Um, But I will say just from my own work life, um, and you and I have talked about some of this before on the podcast, is like ashwagandha is definitely trending Turmeric seems to be trending. Anything that has um, brain mm-hmm. health benefits seems to be trending. Um, like that's what I'm seeing a lot in like the digital space of like what people yeah. are clicking I love on, that you're what people able are to searching see. for. Yeah, so Briarly has these cool tools now that she can use with her job. I mean, everyone has access, but they're very expensive subscriptions that you need. Um, but shows are like top search terms and just – how things rank, like search term wise, and um, yeah, how many yeah, people so really, search for things every month. It's really interesting um, yeah. to hear, but yeah, so these have been around, but they're just going to get bigger. Yes, um, I think. Yeah, and I actually did um, one kind of type of functional beverage. I actually um, was interviewed about. A while back, um, it was clean energy drinks. Yeah. And essentially, it was like um, purified water, organic um, organic ingredients, and then they'd add like some ginseng and some caffeine and maybe some ashwagandha, and that's – they were promoting it as like a health beverage. Like it was a clean energy drink, you Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Um, In well, my brain, clean – Plus energy drink it's an is an oxymoron. I know. That's why I was so intrigued when I did this interview. Clean, but it's kind of funny. I was looking at some of these drinks that claim to be clean energy drinks. Like these um, organic water. Is organic water a thing? 
I don't think so. And he's like know. water, but all the other ingredients are like naturally sourced, yes. organic. You know, like they yes. sound very quote unquote clean. You know, not like some of the junk that you might see in like Red Bull or something. Right. Yeah. But they also, but then they do add things like caffeine and ginseng and right that kind of stuff, which so, yeah is make can them be quote unquote natural, but it also can have some interesting have effects the same in your risk. body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So functional foods, functional beverages with like different botanicals added to them. So just the, I guess the concern is like, be careful about the caffeine ones. Be careful about the ones like ginseng. Certain ones can interfere with certain medications at times. I I feel like ashwagandha is a pretty safe one. I feel like ginger is a safe one, you know, for the most part. Um, But if it's not one you were get real familiar with maybe look it up right and the other thing too is that sometimes in the functional food space you might see a bunch of things added but the other like you might see like lion's mane um and ashwagandha and you know omega-3s or whatever and while though that those additions can be valuable they are not necessarily going to be in a dosage that is high enough to be actually to actually yield the benefits that that particular functional ingredient yeah has the potential well it's like ashwagandha when we did that episode um which has been really popular but we talked in there like you really have to take it every day for 60 days yeah so drinking just a probiotic soda that has some ashwagandha in it one day or even one day a week isn't going to do that much for you right exactly so if you feel like finding high-quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional-grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards, all undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the Fullscript link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health, as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. All right. Oh, I love this now, next This one's one. all you. All right. Number three. Cold therapy. Now. We're mostly talking ice baths and ice plunges. Um, we on the podcast have talked about cryotherapy. All right. So I feel like this is the new version of cryotherapy. I mean, it's yes. been around a long time. It's been but... around a long time, but it's it's becoming um, like it, it's they're now making all of these products. I mean, that allow you to basically do it at home. So you don't have to go buy like a horse water trough and like a subscription service to an ice truck yeah. to do it. Um, I mean, I can't get on Instagram without seeing something. I, I'm just going to say the same thing. I've- yeah. It's it's like excessive. But Google does this like year in search 
And they listed water chillers for ice baths as a top searched appliance. So it's not Whoa. just my Instagram ads. It's water chillers for ice baths <laughs> were a top searched appliance. Yes. And I have seen other trends at work, like through those tools you were talking about, where it's like it, the cold therapy is definitely trending yeah. for sure. Um, so – like I said, we've talked about the benefits of cryotherapy before. We have a whole episode on it. You can go and listen to it. The <coughs> high level was that there are mental and physical benefits to doing cryotherapy, but when you look at the research, it really does suggest that cold plunging, ice baths, that sort of thing is actually more effective Oof. than cryotherapy. So, and for anyone <laughs> who is just cold thinking about this, we also have an episode on infrared saunas. Yeah. That have, it, both of the cold, both of the temperature extremes mm -hmm. have similar health effects. So you can yes. also go listen to the infrared sauna one if you prefer to be hot, hot and sweaty rather than cold. Yes. But also um, infrared sauna had some extra health benefits that we did not necessarily like cardiovascular see. Cardiovascular benefits. Cardiovascular benefits. Yeah. Exactly. That we did not necessarily see with cryotherapy or cold plunging. You're right. You're right. I need to get in there. I mean, I've been so cold the last two weeks that I'm like, screw this cold therapy. I'm going to go sit in that infrared sauna. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. I like this one, and it's about time. Transparency with processed foods. So only 34% of consumers say highly processed is a food quality that's a top concern when they're purchasing food and drink. But at another one of these companies where they analyze data and search engines, that kind of thing, um, this one was called Mintel, they say that consumers, that the questions that consumers are asking about processed foods has been steadily growing. Mm. So consumers are asking more questions. They're wanting to know what's in there. They're wanting to know more details. And, you know, I think it's important that you hear processed food and people a lot of times automatically equate that to being bad but right it's not all bad you know like the fresh broccoli florets that come in a bag that have been trimmed like those are technically a processed food yeah you know the milk and the milk cartons are processed food um it's not just like the cheetos that are a processed food um but it's also processed food really isn't something that we can entirely avoid i mean no unless we own you like a farm and an orchard and you know, food is going to be handled. Pretty much every food you buy in the grocery store has some at least minimal level of processing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like there, when people say like, oh, I don't need any processed foods, like the reality of the matter is that they probably are eating processed foods. They just aren't necessarily thinking of them as processed yeah. foods. There's a big difference from like your highly or ultra processed foods and yes. your minimally processed. Yes. But um, anyway, there's a need and desire by consumers for clear communication on what's in these foods, how they're made, um, to help them navigate what they do and don't want in their diet. Yeah. What I feel like is nice about this trend is that it's like the – um, more sophisticated version of the like five ingredients or less, not in recipes, but like you remember the trend a few years ago about oh. like, oh, just make sure your food has like as 
few ingredients as possible. And some people put parameters around that of saying like five or less. Yes. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is, this is like, along it's the just, same lines. it's along the same lines, but it's a more sophisticated version of it. Because the reality of the matter is, look, you can go buy like a really quote unquote clean frozen lasagna. Well, it's going to have more than five ingredients, friends. Yeah. So. What's interesting, and an article I was reading about this pointed this out, but they, they pointed out Lean Cuisine as a brand. Yeah. Which has been around forever. Ever. Yes. And it's just all these ingredients, some of them hard to pronounce, you know. But what I have noticed slowly over this past year with their packaging is I felt like they were kind of oh yeah zeroing in and kind of cleaning up their language that they use some of the ingredients a little but just they were people want that convenience but they also want food that they know is healthy yes and so they were starting to market some of their packaging materials more like that they have a long way to go but yes yeah but I, i mean i i do think it's it's nice to see when consumers want something and food manufacturers try and deliver yeah okay what is this number one five i think five i I was about to say this is my favorite but i think i've said that about everyone no this one (laughs) is definitely my favorite this is the one that i dm'd you in the middle of the work day when i found and i was like listen to this yes what what this uh trend is for 2024 you want to share menopause (laughs) i'm sure listeners are like uh what as if it is something new or right. unique. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But here's the thing. So first of all, Whole Food predictions, Whole Foods, like, you know, the, the big grocery store chain, um, said that women's health is going to be top of mind coming into the new year. Then there was a Mintel survey that we that we unearthed um, earlier this year that where 70% of Gen Xers are saying that their body isn't working like it used to. And that speaks to healthy aging. Mm-hmm. And then... And if you think you're Gen Xers... I mean, they're in like, that. Yeah. yeah. 43, 44 and up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I have had so... I have had, I'm, I don't know, maybe like three or four friends in the last month or so say that they think they might be in perimenopause and they're, and they'll say things like, I mean, I'm just like, I'm getting all these hot flashes and I'll be, you know, I'll be sweating, you know, when I should be freezing and like all of this and make, and, and, but, and then they're confused. Like, they're like, I mean, I could be, I'm not sure. And all I remember in my mind is that when we did at least one episode on the topic and it was like, there isn't a true diagnosis. Like if you are even experiencing like one symptom, like it's a subjective thing like that. Yeah. That counts. There's not like a checklist. Like, okay, if you're having this, this and this. Yep. Yes. You're in it. You're in menopause. Yes. Yeah. Um, But... Just to further speak to the menopause trend, um, so many celebrities in the last year have come out starting to talk about menopause. Yeah. Like... Making it not so taboo. Exactly. Like Selma Hayek, Naomi Watts. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. So it's really hard to ignore it. Drew Barrymore. It's hard to ignore it when... They're coming out and saying, okay, we want to talk about it. So then you just know, like, all the the... 
the industry, the product industry from like everything probably from like cooling pajamas to supplements. Yeah. You know, there's going to be all kinds of stuff geared towards. Exactly. And it's out some a lot of it is out there now, but it's only going to increase. So I'm excited because I'm excited to see what comes out and uh, like out of this trend and very, very selfishly, I'm hoping that some cool stuff comes out of it before I'm in the throes of it. It's like, it's like when, um, it's like when people I know now have kids, Mm -hmm. like babies, and there's like all this other additional like gear and stuff that they can have. And, you know, my kids are not that, that old and I'm like oh we didn't have that or oh we had a much more like rudimentary version of that you know and then my mom was the same way like when I had my kids you know like yeah so I feel like that's like where we're gonna go with menopause Mm -hmm. like by the time you and I are like really there like you know other people are gonna be like oh man I wish I had had that yeah exactly exactly okay menopause here we come all right and the last the last one Holistic dentistry. Which, friends, we have been talking about this for over a year. Yeah. We have an episode on this. It's it's fascinating, especially the dentists that we interviewed. It is fascinating to learn how some of the oral, like the oral health product industry has actually not necessarily been as supportive to our oral health as we all thought. No, no. And and then the other thing that's key is that really came out on that episode is we have this whole microbiome in our mouth Mm -hmm. and it's connected to our gut which is connected to our mind yes yes exactly I've had um I've been meaning to to look at the what's that doctor's name is ask the dentist I believe Dr. B Dr. B um look on his page because I've had to I really haven't taken any antibiotics in quite a while until like Q4 yeah, 2023. Yeah. Like I put my I health stuff in quarters. In quarters. No, literally. Um, and I had to my take life like is now two or quarters, three rounds for for two different things. And um, I have, it changed my microbiome in my mouth. I have like just this horrible taste all the time. Oh. And like I can tell like something's just off. And I'm like, it's my microbiome in my mouth. I need to like fix it. Because like yeah. I brush my teeth like several times a day and it still like goes there. But um, yeah. So just looking at it, the mouth as a whole, uh, from a more holistic perspective, yeah, I think we're going to finally start seeing more. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I've been hearing a lot about um, this thing called hydroxyapatite on social media, and Dr. B talks about it. Um, But the fact that I'm seeing it in more and more places, like originally I'd only heard about it from Dr. Brehenna. And now I'm seeing it in a lot of places. Um, and what it is is it's a natural alternative to a lot of toothpaste, to store-bought toothpaste. And that ingredient, hydroxyapatite, is like it's the foundation of our tooth enamel. So it helps remineralize and even rebuild. Like if you have like little scratches in your teeth, it can help rebuild it. Um, and so I think that if you look, you'll be able to find – um, more oral health products with hydroxyapatite in them, or you'll be able to find products with oral health products with hydroxyapatite in them. But I, I'm hoping that as this becomes a trend that we start to see more of those. Yes. 
uh, yes. more easily accessible. Yeah. Um, and if you're interested in this area, we also have a episode on fluoride. That's right. It's not quite as good as it's been portrayed. That's right. Um, so you might want to listen to that. I forgot we had that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are our trends for 2024. I would really love for listeners to let us know what of these, like which of these trends is the one they're most excited about. Um, or even tell us the one that you think is, you, you loathe. They're kind of all diverse. Okay. Kind of interesting this year. Yeah. Yeah. Not your typical ones. No. They're, they are definitely more diverse for sure. Um, okay. So well, yeah. here's to 2024. Happy Ready New Year. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.